Hello and welcome to D23 Inside Disney, the show that gives you a look at the latest Disney news and a peek at the people who make the magic at the Walt Disney Company. I'm D23's Jeffrey Epstein. I'm Candace from Radio Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And we're your hosts who will take you Inside Disney. Hi. Hi. (laughs) How are you? Good. How are you guys? Happy to be here, per usual. Exactly. (laughs) Same, same. Big smile. I know you always say big smile on your face, and I've got a big smile on my face, definitely. Can you hear it? Can I hear your smile? (laughs) I feel like I can hear both of you smiling. That's something when you were in radio that they tell you, like, make sure they can hear you smiling. Whoa. Hmm. Yeah. I hear it. There you go. (laughs) Tricks of the trade. (laughs) The sound of my smile is like shards of broken glass going through a disposal. No. (laughs) I I have no idea what my smile sounds like. The churro cart rolling by. Oh. Now Mm. that I can smell. Yes. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Yes. Did you guys do anything fun Disney this weekend or week thus far? I actually watched a lot of TV. Two things I should mention because I did not know this was on Hulu, guys. If you used to watch Friday Night Lights back in the day, we started it again on Hulu. So Ooh. just FYI. And I watched uh, Magic of Animal Kingdom. The hey. episode last week with Gino's birthday party was really cute. <laughs> oh, fun. Well, yeah. I've also been watching a lot of TV per usual. Let's see, what was on the docket this past week? Oh, we started watching What We Do in the Shadows, which is also on Hulu. Ooh, yeah, effects and effects on Hulu, yeah. For October. Perfect for the whole year, honestly. It's so funny. I love that show. I haven't seen that show, but I'm going to have to get into it after Friday Night Lights. (laughs) Yeah, I believe Taika Waititi is one of the producers of the show or creators. Um, I watched another Big Hero 6. Very excited. Don't forget, uh, tune in on Sunday to watch the Big Hero 6, a series New York Comic Con panel that I got to moderate with uh, our pal Jamie Chung and Bob and Mark, the producers. Cool. Well, before we get into news, guys, coming up, you do not want to miss our interview with Stephen Lim, who is a Walt Disney World ambassador. He's going to be talking all about Halloween at Walt Disney World Resort. So I'm excited about that, guys. Yes. And some hidden surprises, things that I was not even aware of. That's how you know it's truly hidden. If you're not aware, that is a real deep (laughs) cut. So true. So true. Well, speaking of Walt Disney World, guys, Mickey Mouse and his best pals are returning to breakfast at Chef Mickey's Restaurant in Disney's Contemporary Resort on December 16th. And there's new items to the menu, guys. You're going to want to know about this. Okay, I'm all ears. All right, breakfast mode, Mickey's Celebration Pancake, which features whipped cream, celebration sprinkles, shimmering pixie dust, and more. I looked at the photos of this on the Parks blog. It looks delicious. So Mm. there's that if you have a sweet tooth. Are you guys sweet or savory breakfast types? Yes. Both. All of it. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Back and forth. Back and forth. There's also the loaded potato cheese casserole topped with smoked bacon crumbles and chives, which sounds carby and amazing. Mm -hmm. Excited. for that and to top it off goofy's banana bread french toast so this is banana Mm. bread baked in zesty orange scented french toast batter topped with espresso mascarpone cream toasted bananas and chocolate crumbles i thought mickey was crushing it with the pancake but i think goofy's 
French toast Ooh. is probably the way to go. Oh my gosh. I don't know if my mic picked it up, but my tummy just growled. Sounds <laughs> 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 ah. amazing. I feel like Enzo, after a couple of teaspoons of espresso mascarpone, is just going to be, he's going to be ready for like a full day at Magic Kingdom. Full day, no naps. <laughs> Enzo and me both. <laughs> <laughs> totally. All three of these are going to be part of an all-you-care-to-eat family-style feast. There will be other traditional breakfast faves, of course. It might be a little different than last time you visited, but it's still going to be an amazing time. And you'll see some of your favorite characters parading through the restaurant in their chef's best. And when it comes to reservations for Chef Mickey's character breakfast. Those are going to open on October 17th, of course, based on availability and Disney Resort Hotel guests. You can actually make reservations up to 60 days in advance, plus the length of your stay up to 10 days. So there you go. October 17th, reservations will open. Nice, nice. Well, from the real world to the virtual space, Star Wars Squadrons is now available for video game consoles, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and it is fully playable in VR. Whoa. I have not tried this out. I'm really still very addicted to Disney Tsum Tsum because that's my speed of things, <laughs> but I do love a good Star Wars game. So check it out. You can see more on StarWars.com. Awesome. Well, You've probably seen Coco in theaters. You've probably seen Coco on Disney Plus, but Coco is going to have its network broadcast premiere on the wonderful Yay. world of Disney on Wednesday, October 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I'm all for more ways to watch Coco. Yeah, <laughs> it is much. Coco season, guys. Yes. It is. Totally. Yes. Totally. Well, also on ABC, it was announced actually on Good Morning America that Country Music Award winners Reba McIntyre and Darius Rucker are going to host the 54th annual CMA Awards live from Nashville on Wednesday, November 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC. Yay! Yeah. So it's Darius's first time hosting, and it's Reba's fifth. She's a season <laughs> pro. She's the she Candace is. of CMA hosting. <laughs> well, Aww. speaking of CMAs, we're going to be covering all of that action on Radio Disney Country in November, too. So... Nice. You have to check it out. <laughs> I love Reba. I love Reba too. You know, I met her at a meet and greet like years ago at like, an amusement park. Yeah, I like got some sort of meet and greet that I was her number one fan back in the day. Fun fact. <laughs> Wait, I also have a Reba story. It was my what? first day as an intern at ABC. This was many years ago. And I was walking through the hallways and Reba passed me on the other side. And I was like, is every day of Disney going to be like this? <laughs> yes. Just stars wow. at the wazoo. <laughs> wow. I love that. All right. Any other Reba stories before we talk Disney Junior, guys? I don't think I've met Reba. I may have met Reba, but you know what? It clearly pales in comparison to your true stories. So we'll just move on. <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, production has begun on Disney Junior's Mickey Mouse Funhouse, which is set to debut in 2021. This is going to be my jam. I can already tell, guys. This is a whimsical animated series for preschoolers and their families. It features, of course, Disney's number one star, Mickey Mouse, his pals Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, and Pluto. And there's also going to be an Enchanted Talking Playhouse named Funny, which I'm excited about, who will lead the Sensational Six on their adventures. So I'm excited about this one too. You guys probably aren't familiar with like preschool shows and like their formats, but this one's going to have two 11-minute stories with a midway dance break. 
So Sherry, yeah. you want to join oh me and Enzo for the <laughs> absolutely yes. A midway dance break is the only way I watch TV these days. <laughs> Seriously, seriously. Well, there you go. That one's coming next year on Disney Junior. Uh, We've talked about the National Geographic documentary film Rebuilding Paradise, directed by Ron Howard. We've talked about it a few times. It it follows Mm -hmm. um, the community of paradise after the devastating fires that happened there. Um, Right now, the film is available on digital platforms. And $1 from each sale or rental during October, which happens to be Fire Prevention Month, is going to go to wildfire recovery efforts in Paradise and the surrounding areas. So that actually follows a $25,000 donation made to the same organization when the movie came out in July. And if you haven't seen it, and, and, and I highly recommend it, it'll be airing on National Geographic November 8th at 9 p.m. Eastern. So it's a great movie. It's beautiful, and it's, it's heartbreaking, too. So yeah. definitely see that. Now, now, from heartbreaking to hilarious... <laughs> New Free Guy trailer just came out. Yay. Did you guys see it? Yeah. Yo, I saw your post and I meant to watch it. I was so deep in Hulu. <laughs> Dang it. It is rare that I, I, I will laugh hilariously, get a little bit weepy, and I, at the same trailer, it looks so smart. Ryan Reynolds, he plays a bank teller who discovers he's actually a background player in an open world video game, and he decides to become the hero of his own story and he is rewriting the game and the trailer looks hilarious i'm out of words i am out of words (laughs) so uh that is going to be opening in theaters december 11th if you have not seen the trailer yet it is online now well it's not d23 inside disney unless i bring up some animal news so here we go (laughs) disney plus dropped a new trailer for meet the chimps which is from national geographic it looks incredible it takes viewers into the secret life of one of the largest and most unique wildlife sanctuaries in the world it is fittingly called chimp haven (laughs) and it is a 200 acre refuge that is deep in the forest of louisiana and it's home to more than 300 chimps. Lots of chimps wow. roam in these grounds. And it's narrated by the hilarious Emmy Award winner Jane Lynch. She follows the ups and downs of this group of chimps. And of course, the Haven's dedicated and compassionate staff of humans. <laughs> <laughs> All six episodes are going to be on Disney Plus on Friday, October 16th. Sweet. I love Jane Lynch so much. Sue Sylvester on Glee. Now, yes. because it was produced by 20th Century, part of the Disney family, which I love. Uh-huh. And you may not have known this because I don't know how up on Big Hero 6 the series you are, but she actually voices a character named Supersonic Sue on the show. So, wow. That's right. I, I, and it's hilarious. She is, ugh, love her. I follow her on the socials and she's just smart and hilarious. And I cannot wait to so see Meet funny. the Chimps. Although I kind of want them, like when I hear Jane Lynch's voice, I do sort of expect like, a bunch of people to break into song acapella and so we'll see maybe the chimps do that i don't know Ooh, meet the chimps musical yeah, love a flash that. mob yes. of chimps <laughs> yes. love it well you two you know what time it I'm is ready i'm ready i know what time it is i'm How ready are you gonna say it this week i can't wait <laughs> it is time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend courtesy of our friends at d23 the official Disney Fan Club. For more information and complete details on all programming, visit d23.com. 
that I don't, was I don't know how nice. good that was. That was, was that your was haunted like, mansion version? I don't know. That was so haunted <laughs> it mansion. Like Nat Geo animal documentary vibes, but Whoa. maybe I'm just still on a Tim Haven kick. <laughs> I like both of those. If you're listening, please feel free to tweet at me which voice you think that was. <laughs> haunted um, mansion, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, first up. <laughs> Well, first up, we have on Friday, October 9th, making its Disney Plus premiere, The Chronicles of Narnia, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, which is the third in the Chronicles of Narnia film series. And it's where Ben Barnes, who actually did a reading of a Disney story for us for Disney Magic Moments, which you can find on on Disney.com, it stars him as Prince Caspian. So draw your sword and get ready. (laughs) all right well also on disney plus we have episode three of magic of disney's animal kingdom of course streaming friday october 9th hartman's mountain zebras arrive on the savannah at disney's animal kingdom for the first time in the park's history so you'll see that this one i'm super excited about guys this is like animal kingdom meets bachelor bachelorette because we have a A Babarusa pig, Betty, who is introduced to a bachelor Babarusa, Mentari. And so they're hoping they're going to hit it off, give the park its first ever Babarusa piglet. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically a pig, but it also has some hippo qualities. So look for that. The pippo? The Babarusa. (laughs) I want it to be called a pippo. That'd be cute. Wow, I would love to see that rose ceremony. I know, right? <laughs> gotta see this one. How's it gonna end? Uh, then at the seas with Nemo and friends at Epcot, an 1,800-pound rescued manatee named Lou. They think he has an infected tail, so you'll see them lift him via crane out of the aquarium to the veterinarian treatment room. He's gonna get a CT scan there, so hopefully everything turns out right there but looking forward to that also over on disney channel guys friday october 9th we have a new episode of disney fan jam which is a good little dance break for you there yes (laughs) what's this what's this it's tim burton's the nightmare before christmas yeah airing on freeform on sunday october 11th at 1 50 p.m eastern You've got Jack, you've got Sally, you've got all the goods. Check it out. And then also on Freeform, Twitches is going to air on Sunday, the same day, October 11th, but at night, 9.50 p.m. This is such a great decom. It's from 2005, so you get all the great 2005 fashion, meaning thick elastic headbands, sequined shrugs, rhinestones, Tia and Tamara Maori. (laughs) And it's about these twin witches who were born on Halloween night and they were separated at birth, but they reunite on their 21st birthday and discover that their powers double in strength when they work together. It is such a fun one. I love this movie. I've actually never seen it. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh, now's your chance. Freeform. I, well, I you only know, had I'm... Freeform had group watch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, as anyone who has ever listened to the show knows, I love the holidays, especially Halloween. So I'm especially happy about our guest today. He started his career out here on the West Coast in the Disney College program, but he spent the last few years making magic at Walt Disney World Resort, most recently as one of the resort's two ambassadors. And he's here to talk with us about all things Halloween and more. Stephen Lim. 
Thanks for having me. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. Okay, well, before we get into the tricks and treats, we're all excited to talk about looking over your career. You have, in a lot of ways, been growing up with Disney. So can you talk about your career path? Yeah, sure. So I actually grew up in California in the San Francisco Bay Area, but I had family who lived in the LA area and we would visit Disneyland at least once a year. It was just like a family tradition and I got hooked as a kid on on the magic and the storytelling, but especially the attractions and the park experience. So I knew I wanted to work for Disney in some capacity growing up. And like you mentioned, I, I started my Disney career in the Disney College program, which is where a lot of people, a lot of cast members get their start. And mm-hmm. I worked at the Disneyland Resort and had an amazing time there. And then decided to pack up my bags, drive across the country for five days, <laughs> and landed in this little area called the Walt Disney World Resort, where I've been here for almost five years now. And I love it. I think most Disney fans know what an ambassador is, but can you explain the role and your responsibilities? Sure, absolutely. So, The ambassador program was actually started by Walt Disney himself. Back in the 1960s, he had so much going on between the New York World's Fair and the opening of Mary Poppins and the 10th anniversary of the Disneyland Resort. He was getting all these requests to speak on behalf of the company or to be at special events, and he literally couldn't be there for all of them. So his marketing and executive team, they decided, well, what if we selected a cast member from the Disneyland Resort to kind of be the official representative of the resort and attend those special functions when Walt couldn't be there? And so Walt decided, that sounds like a great idea. So since then, the program has continued to grow, and now it's a program where every Disney site around the world actually selects cast members to be the representatives of that resort. So myself, and I actually have a partner, her name's Marilyn West, we've served as the official spokespeople for the Walt Disney World Resort for the past two years. Wow, very cool. Well, is there something that you've done as an ambassador that we may not know about, something that might have even surprised you? I get the opportunity to do so many cool events, especially here at the Walt Disney World Resort, we've had an exciting 2019. That's for sure. We had a lot of openings. So, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to walk Star Wars Galaxy's Edge when it was still in the construction stages with our Walt Disney Imagineering partners and kind of see where the Millennium Falcon was going to go before it even existed in the parks. You know, things like that, where we get the opportunity to go behind the scenes and really appreciate the hard work that our cast members, our Imagineers, everyone on stage and backstage does in order to create those magical experiences that we all love in the parks. I've gotten to see a lot of really neat areas throughout my time. Ah, Cool. That is so cool. If you had to pick like three highlights of the past two years being an ambassador, what would those be? I'm seeing some of them on Instagram, which your guys' account is really cool, by the way. Yeah, so our Walt Disney World ambassador Instagram account was something that we actually started. Our counterparts at the Disneyland Resort had begun an Instagram account a little bit before us. And so we kind of looked at their success and showed that we could also showcase the stories of our cast members through social media really well, too. So we launched that. And that was definitely, I would say, one of the highlights was getting to launch that and seeing the success 
of telling our cast member stories, shining the light on areas that maybe our guests and our fans don't actually know. There's so many roles at the Walt Disney World Resort. <laughs> to, like You don't even know necessarily you know, who plants the flowers or who maintains the vehicles on Space Mountain overnight, things like that. We're able to use our platform to kind of share those stories. And I, I love doing that every single day. I think another one of the highlights for me is right before I was the ambassador, I worked at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. I worked at the front desk there. And during my time there, we were in the middle of the construction of this little thing called the Disney Skyliner, mm -hmm. and <laughs> which I love. And, and I remember while I was working for the front desk, at Caribbean Beach Resort, I would see, you know, the dirt and the construction and the towers start to go up. But then exactly one year after I was selected as the Walt Disney World ambassador, I was actually tasked with opening the Disney Skyliner. And so it was full circle for me to kind of be back at the Caribbean Beach Resort speaking in front of all these media, opening this brand new revolutionary transportation system that I had seen literally go from the ground up. So uh, things like that where it's full circle are very important to me. I'm very nostalgic like that. <laughs> wow. And then a third is, you know, we have an amazing partnership with a lot of our community partners and organizations around here. And so just throughout our time as the ambassador, we get to do a lot of volunteering in our community. We get to give back to the local organizations who, especially here in Central Florida, they it's, it's a mutual relationship, right? Because we have a lot of, our, our cast members here are our community in the Central Florida area. And so, you know, going and donating our time at organizations that are helping with back to school efforts or our different programs throughout the year is really a, a special thing for me. And to know that the Disney brand is giving back is also really, really cool for me. Wow. Okay. Well, let's cut to the chase. Steven, tell us everything we need to know about Halloween at Walt Disney World this year. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, there's, there's too much. I mean, there's <laughs> never I, enough, I never enough. Never enough. Fair enough. I, I really love Halloween, too, because it gives our guests the opportunity to get really creative. So this year, we're allowing our guests to dress up in their costumes at the Magic Kingdom Park w during the day, oh. which is really fun. And and so I've been out there a few times, and you know, our, our guests, our fans, are so creative. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I see pictures on Instagram, but then when you see it in person, and you think to yourself... Like, how much time did you actually spend making this perfect <laughs> Ursula costume? Or, you know, this. 64 days. Right? Mm -hmm. People have probably been working on it since last year. Yeah. And then, yeah, being able to, to share that creativity as they go about their day is really neat. And we're, I'm really glad that, you know, our guests are able to do that this year. I guess another thing is we've added some entertainment options this year to the Magic Kingdom Park. Our cavalcades have been really, really popular since we reopened our parks back in July with our guests because 
it's just a new and safe way for our guests to interact with our characters. I'm a personal fan of the Disney villains cavalcade. Um, just, I, it's, it's, it's fun. It's in the Halloween spirit. It makes me feel like it is fall, even if it's really warm still here in Florida. Like I still get the Halloween vibes when I see the villains kind of coming down main street and you see Gaston and you see Jafar and, and it's like, perfect halloween mood in my opinion <laughs> mm, definitely well our listeners are of course very familiar with the parks so are there any hidden surprises for guests to see or experience this halloween yeah i think you know in addition to our you know our cavalcades they pop up every once in a while and, and they're kind of not planned kind of like our parades but i was in the park the other day and I had the opportunity to see, you know, we just had the Dapper Dan's return. Mm. And oh, yeah. I'm also a big fan of live music. Whenever I can see our performers perform in the parks, I'm always kind of envious of their talent and their skills. <laughs> but I actually didn't know how a set like the Dapper Dan's could work because we're obviously very focused on our safety and making sure that we're not attracting massive crowds. Mm-hmm. What I thought was really creative was the Dapper Dans, which this season they're called the Cadaver Dans. Because <laughs> I love spooky. that. They're spooky. <laughs> and they, I love the details. They have these awesome costumes that are very thematic to the Halloween season. I walked into the park and I saw them riding on the trolley and I thought that was really neat. You know, they were moving and singing, which even more <laughs> envy of their talent, right? And and to be able to witness kind of their moving set was, I thought, something really unique and, and a way that we can increase, you know, the atmosphere in our parks. And I think our guests have really loved that. And and I think also the sets that they do, Grim Green Ghosts and other themed songs are just perfect for creating that little extra halloween touch and and they just come and go also like the cavalcades and so you you just might be walking down main street and then they just might appear and i i kind of love that spontaneity also Mm. so fun so along with the holidays i love a good disney snack what are a couple must-try treats for the season absolutely i mean (laughs) one of the perks i might say of you know being the disney ambassador is me and marilyn we always find where the new foods are (laughs) we happen to be you know in the right place at the right time sherry these are your people (laughs) i know Uh, do you need a third ambassador by any chance (laughs) we'll bring you along for the ride i you know we have to speak on it so of course i have to try it and the other day marilyn and i we were at disney springs because there's also a lot of really neat stuff going on at disney springs for the holidays or for Halloween specifically. And one of our favorite places to go at Disney Springs is Amaretz because they have just the cutest little cakes and mm. pastries. And um, so we, we ended up getting the Halloween mini moose, which is also super cute, right? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll play on words there. The, the Halloween mini moose cake. And we took pictures with it, of course, but then we had to eat it and try it and it's a carrot cake it has like pumpkin mousse on it and you know Mm. nothing screams fall more than a a good pumpkin flavored treat 
right? And so mm-hmm. I think that was definitely a highlight for us. Mm. All right. When you were finally able to go back into the parks as a guest earlier this summer, what was the first attraction you rode? I'm just curious. So the very first attraction that we rode back in July was Avatar Flight of Passage. Yes! Uh, Right, a good one to kind of get back onto. I used to be also a VIP tour guide Mm -hmm. in my time, and that would be the number one attraction that guests would want to see on a VIP tour. And I often witness guests riding and then coming off emotional. And (laughs) I thought that was really interesting you know, to see the power of our storytelling and the power of the imagineering that goes behind some of our unique attractions and experiences. But I, myself, you know, when I got back into our parks, you know, after being out for several months, found myself borderline emotional riding Avatar Aww. Flight of Passage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just felt like, it felt like I was back. Like I was home, it was it was familiar to me. It was something, like I said, I grew up just loving the parks and the attractions specifically. And so it was a really special moment for me in Maryland to do that right away back in July. I got emotional when I rode that. I mean, I think one of the cool things, and I'm thinking about Flight of Passage, I think about Rise of the Resistance, I think about even Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. All those attractions exceeded my expectations with the storytelling, the immersion, the innovation. And I feel like when those all come together in ways that are unexpected, especially for people like all of us who have been very lucky and get to go to the parks a lot, it's like overwhelming. So I I totally relate. Yeah, it can be. And and to see our guests, especially on that first day when we had opened, I I was on Main Street as we let those first guests back into the park and I Mm -hmm. I was holding back tears because people on Main Street were crying and and just to see Mm -hmm. what it meant for our parks to reopen and to reopen safely and for our guests to get that magic back you know you you understand what this brand means but you don't really recognize the significance until something like a moment like that so I totally get that. In your role as an ambassador you get to see more of the resort than probably anyone what are a few gems that are available now to guests that they may not know about? That's a great question. Coming from resorts, I love kind of exploring the uniqueness of the offerings that our resorts have. And for me, I'm a big animal fan. I always have been. Uh, you and me both. Oh, great. Do you have a favorite animal? What's your favorite animal? Penguins. Okay. Well, we don't have any here at Walt Disney World. I wish, One day. I wish we had penguins because I think they're adorable. Yeah. How about you? I have a very unique favorite animal. So this is going to sound weird. My favorite animal is an okapi. Are any of you familiar yes. with an okapi? Oh my no. gosh. Yeah. So cute. Okay. Great. Okay. For anybody who doesn't know what an okapi is, which is probably a lot of people, first of all, you need to go to Disney's Animal Kingdom or the Animal Kingdom Lodge because they have them there. But they're the closest relative to the giraffe. And they kind of look like they're related to a zebra, but they're not. (laughs) That's a big uh, misconception. You literally sound like every Kilimanjaro safari guide I've ever had. (laughs) They look like they're related to the zebra, but their closest relative is the giraffe. I love it. I love it. I've been on the attraction a few times as well, but... uh, (laughs) 
going back to the question, I think the ability to kind of walk around our resorts and for me, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge is that for me. Mm. It's a place where you can feel like you're not here in Central Florida. I get lost in the immersiveness of specifically that resort, a lot of our resorts, but specifically that one, because I can go and I can see the okapi, I can go see the giraffes, and I can see the zebras. And I've had quite a few opportunities as the ambassador to work with or shadow some of our animal care team and our animal sciences and environment cast members and the the work that they do is honestly incredible and I'm blown away by the passion that they have for our animals just as much as our guests do if not shout out to Dr. Mark yeah Yeah. he is an amazing amazing cast member and also very passionate you have the opportunity to just sit down and talk with him He loves what he does. It's very genuine. He has the best stories. Actually, when I was there last February, I went to Sanaa. So I walked around the lodge a lot and artwork, everything. And you're totally right. It's 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 its own attraction in and of itself. Did you get the bread service? Are you kidding? Of course. (laughs) I mean, the hummus, like all of that. It's just all of those dips. It's insane. Steven, I have a feeling we're going to be good friends. And now they have, you can get it to go. What? what? Ooh. It's, it's brand new. Like, I think it was this past week. So oh you can God. actually order it on the My Disney Experience app. You can get the bread service to go, which I oh think my. is genius. Can I just pull up to the Porta Cachere and they'll bring it to me? Like, honestly, I'm so Ooh. in. I'm going in November. So just don't get me too excited here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I can't promise that level of service, <laughs> but I can definitely promise that the bread service is fantastic. Uh, amazing. <laughs> Well, taking it back to animals, here on the podcast, we've actually been reporting on all the new moms and all the new babies at the resort. Have you met the new baby giraffe? Also, between Sherry and Candace, we know that this baby needs a new name, so we were thinking maybe Sheridus. What do you think? I think they should just name it Steven, but, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I have not had the opportunity yet to see the new baby but other than our photos, which are amazing on, you know, Disney Parks blog and things like that. But what an amazing program we have at the park and the lodge to make sure that we're continuing to, you know, breed these amazing species. Just seeing the appreciation and the care that our keepers and the animal leaders have for our animals. It's very exciting whenever we have babies or new additions to our animal family. This new baby giraffe that just was born a few weeks ago is siblings with the giraffe that was born almost two years ago on the safari. If you remember, we had a live birth on our attraction, which is very unique (laughs) and certainly not what we expected that day. But mama said, you know, baby's coming. Yeah, so it's the same mom. And so this this new baby, they're siblings. And I Aww. think that's really fun. I want to see well, fingers so crossed for a baby Okapi sometime soon. We did have a baby Okapi two years ago, and his name was Dazi, and he's at Animal Kingdom Lodge, and I did get the chance to see him when he was one week old. So maybe that is actually one of the highlights of being the ambassador. I have a friend who is a, a zoo manager there, and he knew for my passion of, of Okapis and texted me and said, hey, like, 
we have a brand new Okapi. And I said, when can I be there? (laughs) It was, yeah, really, really special. And yeah, now he's almost two. You know, I'm going to go give him a birthday cake in a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, we have had a baby Okapi and I'm very happy about that. Bring him the bread service. I think he'll appreciate that. <laughs> no, that the bread service is all for us. <laughs> Don't share. Well, the new issue of Disney 23, the stunning publication all D23 Gold members receive, is celebrating 65 years of the Disney theme parks and has a great story on the cast members all around the world. And I heard you were able to safely surprise the Walt Disney World Resort cast members with their own copy of the issue. Oh my goodness, it was so fun to do that when we had the opportunity, first of all, to see the magazine, which is beautiful. And I love any opportunity that we can share our cast member stories through a publication or a platform like that, I think is awesome. And then, you know, we got asked to take these copies of the Disney 23 magazine and surprise these cast members who were featured in it. They, they didn't know that they were featured and so we went to fort wilderness and the new tricircle the ranch barn back there which is stunning and a really really great facility that opened a couple months ago and two of the ranch hands that work there were the cast members in the issue and they had no idea we were just like hanging outside the barn with like a couple of cameras and they're probably wondering like what's going on and they come and Marilyn and I were able to give them their magazine and then kind of point out where in the magazine they were and they were really really great about that and then we had the opportunity later that day to surprise a couple other cast members over at Disney's Hollywood Studios who were also featured Um, yeah anytime that we get to do that and share our passion for our cast members and do a little surprise moment we're there we're all about things like that (laughs) It was really special. I love that. Well, Stephen, if you've listened to the show, you know we love to play a good round of Disney favorites with our guests. And since you've worked at both parks, I'm really tempted to ask you if you prefer Disneyland or Walt Disney World. Ooh, that is, a, that. that is a <laughs> controversial topic. I don't know if uh, yes. I don't know if I'll be invited back if I say something like that. <laughs> we'll pass on that one. But how about we ask you some of your Walt Disney World favorites, starting with your favorite attraction, the Tower of Terror. Ooh, Big, good yeah, love love the Tower of Terror. I love the combination of story and thrill and immersiveness and music, and it all just comes together for me to a perfect experience. Oh, mm-hmm. The perfect Halloween attraction. Really the perfect year-round attraction. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Favorite character to see in the park? Ooh. And I have to think a little bit about this. Right now, one of my favorite characters to see is Stitch. He's Aww, out okay. in um, Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom, and he has his own little stage, and so you can kind of dance with him. And I love just kind of his curiosity and his, you know, mischievousness excellent i know there's a lot and we we just talked about the bread service at sanaa your favorite restaurant my favorite disney restaurant could be tiffin's i really Mm. love tiffin's and the Mm. not just the food which has always been fantastic for me but each room is so detailed with 
artwork and artifacts that the Imagineering team used in the creation of Disney's Animal Kingdom. And every time I go in there, I find some some new detail or I'll ask the server about this one piece of artwork and they'll give me this long history that I didn't know. So for me, that's like a full dining experience that can't be missed. All right. I think I know what you're going to say, but favorite resort. I mean, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, like I was saying, (laughs) is probably that that's it for me. But Another one that I, I love is Wilderness Lodge. Similar in terms of architecture and style, but also that kind of remote environment and a lot of water, trees. It feels very escapism. Hmm. Okay, this one's a real stumper for me, and I imagine it might be for you. Favorite park snack? I am partial to the Dole Whip. Oh, and yes. Jeffrey, too. Good. Then I'm in good company. <laughs> One of my early, early roles um, with the Walt Disney Company was actually working for the Aloha Isle. I worked there for a few months back in the summer of 2011. And so it, it has like a very nostalgic part of my journey, but also I love pineapple. So it's kind of a mixture of all of that. I'm a big fan as well, although perhaps I will go to the Tamu Tamu uh, refreshment area because they, they're known to splash a little bit of a rum floater in there. <laughs> they have a little bit of extra adult fun on their Dole Whips. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Can't go wrong. Well, we ask all of our guests this one, so we'd love it if you'd share your favorite Disney memory with us. I, I could tell stories all day. One of my favorite Disney memories was from when I was a guest right right before I was a cast member maybe a couple of years here at the Walt Disney World Resort and I was waiting for a parade this must have been 10 years ago I was waiting for a parade and you know the main street was kind of lined up with a bunch of people and these two little girls that must have been maybe like five or six were just playing in the middle of the parade route with one had a, a bubble wand and one had like a light up toy and one girl would blow all these awesome bubbles and the other girl would run around with her light up toy and kind of pop them. And they didn't know each other. These, these girls weren't from the same family. And what was even more powerful to me was one of the girls came from a family that only spoke Spanish. And one of the girls came from a family that only spoke English. And I'm just sitting there waiting for the parade, but I'm like observing this dynamic of how these two girls could become best friends waiting for a parade where they don't actually even understand the same language. And for me, that was the moment that I understood kind of the power of our brand, the power of our parks that brings people together and that togetherness and that unity and the idea that happiness is something that everybody can experience has stuck with me through my entire career. And I think about that moment all the time because I speak English and I speak Spanish. And so just kind of that culture of belonging is something that I strive to continue with my career at, at Disney, but it's something I see all the time and I'm really grateful to be a part of that. Wow. Um, love that. That's awesome. beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, giving us some some of your favorites, some of your secret tips, and bread service. 
<laughs> I will be, you know, around for as long as that bread service is. <laughs> now, can we do takeout to California or is that a little out of range? I mean, <laughs> we can <could> try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so fun. He makes mm-hmm. me so excited for Halloween and, of course, bread. bread service for the win yes well thanks again for listening to d23 inside disney don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe and if you want to chat with us hashtag d23 inside disney and for all the latest disney info check out d23.com we'll be back next week with more disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of d23 inside Inside Disney. disney i'm smiling Can you tell?